been over 20 years since I've seen Men in Black to this day, and I mean, the first time I saw it, I was blown away by it. I thought it was a great film. It did freak me out a bit when seeing Vincent D'Onofrio in the way he was when the bug entered his body and wore his skin in, so, in probably the most uncomfortable way I could imagine. I mean, I look at the effects of that film now and look, see how a lot of them are very feel very dated. Granted, the cockroach monster or alien, the bug, as he's referred to, still stands out rather well and significantly. But one of the things that I took from the film in rewatching it, and often from like seeing a bit of it on TV, was this line where Tommy Lee Jones's character tells Will Smith when he illustrates that people are smart in regards to the secret that their organization is keeping regarding the existence of aliens. He says, no. A person is smart. People are dumb, uh, unorganized, equally susceptible to panic. I mean, I'm not going to quote the line directly, but you get the gist of the idea. A majority of people are very ignorant, and willfully so, because, let's face it, this is the old-fashioned security versus convenience debate as to whether people would really want to know the truth as a in order to maintain the sense of security that gives them the sense of comfort of living their lives normally, or would they rather hear the cold hard truth that the world isn't as simple as we like to think it is. It isn't as easy or as cozy comforted as we've convinced ourselves it is. I mean, I'm currently watching the Robert De Niro directorial, The Good Shepherd, which I've been meaning to revisit because it's been a long time since I've seen that film. And I was always amazed by the fact that it got a mixed reception. Well, I always thought it was a very unique and highly underrated film. And if I do end up talking about it, I will bring, I will reintroduce this quote that does, I think, resonates with a film like Men in Black is talking about. That every, it's a line that Michael Gambon's character tells Matt Damon that everything that seems clear is bent, and everything that is bent is clear. Now what that means essentially is that you can, the truth isn't simple. That if something is presented as simple, then you have to take into account that there's probably a great deal of complexity to it, and this could be with any subject. And I thought that was what was interesting about that statement that Tommy Lee Jones says to Will Smith's is that sometimes the truth isn't good enough. Sometimes people deserve more. And I know I'm quoting directly from The Dark Knight, but I, strangely enough, Men in Black, that scene from Men in Black made me think of the ending of The Dark Knight because a few years ago I did see a video, a video essay talking about how The Dark Knight reintroduces this old Socratic principle known as the noble lie, which was discussed in Plato's The Republic. And what is it, actually? Well, I'm not going to quote it directly, because I don't think I'd be doing Socrates any justice, although probably more than the people that executed him. I still want to talk about the significance of the noble lie. And it's basically an idea of the state instituting a fabrication in order to maintain, maintain a sense of civil order among the masses. Now, it seems like a film like Men in Black certainly promotes it, but in a zany, gimmicky way, because 
I mean, saying that Men in Black embodies an ultra-serious tone would be a little overboard because, after all, it was a con it, technically it is a comic book film. I had no idea that it was actually based off a Marvel comic. Well, granted, I don't see the MCU introducing them, but I think, yeah, but give it time, I'm sure they'll find a way. That is, if they can recover and have enough confidence in doing it, given that I heard the recent Men in Black film, which was a spin-off with Chris Hemsworth and... Oh, God. Tessa Thompson. I almost forgot her name. Oh, God, that would paint me as a sexist. Didn't do very well, but as I was stating, Men in Black isn't an ultra-serious film. It has its dark moments, but nothing that would, that would freak me out now as opposed to how freaked out I was by the cockroach monster that Vince Onofrio plays. Although, I do want to talk... Go, now, going back to the subject... Of the noble lie. What, is it, what does that say about our world? What does it say about us as a species? Or the way we or organize ourselves? Because it's very, it's, I don't think it's a simple thing that you can say you're for or against it. Because even this goes back to the Snowden debate. And watching the movie Snowden, which I did a few weeks ago and recently dropping my review for it. I mentioned in that review that there's a moment where Edward Snowden questions the, the intentions of the U.S. government and people's desire for freedom. And the character played by Reese Effens, who is probably a fictional-based character, tells him people don't want to be free, they want to feel like they're secure. Sadly, as twisted as that statement and declaration is, he's right. For the most part, as much as people claim to want freedom, they also want a sense of security, and that can put that can often risk them having a sense of dependency on the very authorities or institutions that give them that sense of protection, but also take advantage of that sen that sense of dependency they put on them in order to initiate forms of control and social engineering that embody a form of complacency. Now, I wouldn't say that Men in Black is doing that. I mean, it isn't a super serious film. It's just introducing an, an idea that I see that resonates with a lot of films and books I love. And I don't, I wouldn't say, I mean, I don't think The Dark Knight promotes it so much as introduces it in the film as a, as a form of philosophical discussion. And in many ways, you could say that Men in Black did that, but I don't think it was intentionally doing that because to its credit, to the lack of to the lack of seriousness, seriousness, got tongue twist there, because the film does lack of seriousness, oh for God's sake, I'm twisting my tongue again, because the film doesn't take itself super seriously as much as most films do nowadays, I don't think it is being, it, it's not trying to be super responsible about how it handles that issue, it presents it, but in a very casual way, like it's normal to accept the noble lion, to some credit, there is some truth to that because most people don't necessarily... I think when people have the excuse to be angry about being lied to, they'll take it. But when presented with the alternative of having to take responsibility for the truths that they've been lied about, it's very rare for human beings to really step up because, I mean, let's face it, let's... Uh, people prefer to, be, to have a sense of comfort 
over responsibility. Now, I'm not saying that some people don't take responsibility for themselves, but a majority of people, I mean, this is a very young country that has become very complacent over the years. I mean, look at 9-11. Look how, how many people were on the bank, were willing to jump the bandwagon of invading two countries. Sure, there's been some dissent, some, some rebellion and some dissidents within a certain amount of groups, but the idea of a forever wars has become so ingrained within the culture that people are just casual about it, even now with the current proxy war going on in Ukraine. And whether you're for or against it, people will just be, accept that it's happening rather than really saying anything about it. I'm not saying that there aren't people that don't, but for a majority of people, even the people who put, on, put up Ukrainian flags, a lot of them won't go to the country to provide aid or even join the fight because it's just easier and much safer just to feign some false sense of support. And we can, contri we can attribute a lot of that to the rather toxic effects, the toxic and narcissistic effects of social media. But in the end, it's just better for them to remain safe while at the same time with a feeling of self-congratulations. I hope I'm making sense of it because originally this video was about the noble line as to what it ultimately says about our society. I think the perfect example with it introduced to me to this idea was nine years ago because when I saw a YouTube video showing clips from the documentary film The Pervert's Guide to Ideology that was narrated and directed by Slav. I think he directed. I think he would, he was definitely the presenter, Slavo Zizak, the communist intellectual. Now. I'm not a communist, although I do have a th I do have a thing for Slavov because I think he's very jolly and funny and look whatever your political affiliations are, so long as you're not a goddamn status, you're on my team, and you're someone I'd love to have a civilized discussion with, and I look forward to one day watching and li no well, listening because I usually just listen to podcasts rather than watch the video form. I look forward to listening to the audio podcast of Slavov Zizak on the Patrick Bet David show because. One thing I admire about Patrick Ben David is that he is willing to debate anybody in a civilized and humane way. And when Slavov Zizek was talking about the noble lie, he was definitely using the Dark Knight, which pertains to that video about Plato's Republic, or as it's titled, Nolan's Republic. And he said something that the truly disturbing thing about the Dark Knight is that it elevates the idea that our societies can only function under the notion of a noble lie. I've mentioned, I think there is some truth to that because I don't really know how our societies would function if we didn't have a sense of comfort in some myth or some story that we're told that gives us a sense of order or belief that everything that there is in stability. And today, it seems like there's less societal stability than ever. And that's because of issues like inflation, supply chain issues, the, the chaos that was caused by the COVID-19 pandemic and the way it was mishandled, the massive amount of disinformation regarding the US election, regarding the use of vaccines or their safety or their implementation or even their enforcement. It's a load of things that have just caused people to lose faith in the very institutional forces that originally probably would have utilized the idea of the noble lie in a much more organized fashion. And I just felt it was interesting to see that within a film as kind of as goofy as Men in Black. 
Now, I'm not going to bash Men in Black because I love the first Men in Black. I haven't seen the third one, which I heard was a decent one. I mean, the first, second one is straight out shit. And I don't know if there are fans of Men in Black 2. I, I mean, the first time I saw it, I was like, what, 13 years old, and I enjoyed it as a guilty pleasure. But over time, I came to understand just how bad it was. I mean, in many ways, I often felt it was like a bad, a, a, a bad collage of advertisements. I mean, it was advertising Burger King. It was advertising fucking Mercedes. And look, I'm not against the idea of advertisements in films. But when they just shove it down your throat as bad as Will Smith did in iRobot, where he's basically announcing the brand of, of the Converse shoes he's wearing. Converse All-Star 2004. In the end, I guess iRobot takes place in 2036. I don't know. And the same, and it came out in 2004. And I don't know how I feel about iRobot now. I mean, I guess it's an okay film, although it's not that significant when you look at it in comparison to the sci-fi films that have come, come out after it. But again, going back to the idea of the noble lie. Is it truly noble? That's the question I'm left with because I've recently started listening to the Julian Doré podcast and Julian Doré is a guy that I think is very wise, very intelligent, very intellectually curious and I admire that. And I like his New Jersey accent. You know what? There's just something very, very uh, appreciative about the way he thought. I can't fucking do it, but I like the way he talks. But I also like that he has, he's interviewed people of all sorts of backgrounds. I like that he's interviewed F FBI agents and CIA agents who give a very open-minded perspective on the concept of the noble eye, and that's with the, and that often pertains to their views on Edward Snowden and how they don't necessarily have the same views I do. But at least they come off in a way as if I was to have a debate with somebody like Andrew Bustamante or or another person who works in as an organization about Edward Snowden. I feel that we could at least disagree, agree, and disagree in a way where we're civilized about it. And there was one thing that his recent interview of Andrew Bustamante really struck me that. And it was re more regarding to the idea of UFOs, and he, re he said something that they're just some secrets that he believes humanity wouldn't be able to deal with. Now, as to whether I... I it, it was strange listening to that, because in some ways, I wound up agreeing with Bustamante. That isn't to say that I would willfully like the idea of institutions holding that kind of power holding that kind of power over people, but I can understand where he's coming from because it's, tr I mean, I mean, I wouldn't like the idea that I'm being lied to as a, and the excuse is that it's for my protection. But at the end of the day, most people can't really handle the truth. Now, does that mean I'm advocating for the idea of a mass population being lied to out of some utilitarian, out of the notion of some utilitarian good? No, but... I don't want to at the same time be so close-minded that I would be totally closed off to the idea because when people learn something that is world-changing or apocalyptic in the old sense, in the sense of how I described it in my Alan Moore episode, they don't exactly, re they don't exactly react in the most civilized way. I mean, this all goes back to my the the state the agreement I had with the Joker when he said that uh, regarding morality that 
they're only as good as the world allows them to be. And there's truth to that too, because human beings like to boast about their moral virtues or at least promote some moral, some ethical code that allows them to establish some form of superiority or some form of dignity that they often wave in front of other people, often for the betterment of some example, but oftentimes it's just a narcissistic form of virtue signaling, if I'm putting it properly, because people, in the face of a harsh truth, you don't know how how majority of people react. And even if it's understandable in the ways that they'll react, it can often be something brutal, violent, and uncivilized to the point where it just better illustrates how at the end of the day, the idea of society and civilization are just constructs that we've organized as a sense of maintaining order. But that is an act of will in itself, rather than something that is more objective than we tend to believe it is, when it really is an objective. It's just an idea that gives us a sense of purpose, meaning, and organization. And that could easily crumble under the right circumstances, whether it's on a mass scale or just even boiling it back down to the, into an individual. Hell, Apocalypse Now has one of the most critical scenes in the beginning where those generals that are briefing Captain Willard, uh, Martin Sheen's character, that every man has his breaking point. <laughs> That's true. Even the Joker said it. All it takes is just one bad day for the sanest man alive to be, be seduced by pure lunacy. It doesn't matter how civilized you are, how well, how proper you are. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter how well behaved you are. If you're pushed to a wall enough times and hard enough and repeatedly enough, all it just takes is that last straw to break you and make you revert back to that primal instinct that does not that is just simply a fight or flight response for survival. And unfortunately, even human beings. Who, who are self-conscious creatures who know very well that we are going to die, that one day our life will end. We still cling to survival the same way an animal of a less self-conscious aspect will. I mean, the difference between us and other animals is that we are self-conscious. I mean, animals enact survival instincts just as much as we do, but they're not doing it because they know they're going to die. They do not know. They do not comprehend existence like we do. They do not comprehend the idea of life and death. They're just acting out of instinct the same way we do. Even though we claim that our self-consciousness gives us a rational sense in approaching that, that instinctual response in a much more rational manner. But even Christopher Hitchens told this preacher he was debating once on the nature of logic and reason that logic is man-made. It is the attempt to establish some sense of order among our species. And it's true. Hell, he even stated something even more terrifying, but is something I agree with. That one of the travesties of our species is that we haven't evolved past the point of, have, of, of relying on some form of dependency as a way of establishing order in our lives. Because human beings do like being told what to either what to do or what to believe, or they just simply like being told that everything is fine, the path of least resistance, essentially. And in many ways, the noble lie encompasses that. It enables that. 
on, and that can be seen as a negative or on the positive note that it maintains some sense of order than a complete, than something of, of akin to complete societal collapse. I mean, I'm an anarchist, but I often feel, I always, I'm, I hope that nobody takes that statement as a declaration that I, of the stereotype of anarchists, because I don't see anarchists as bomb-throwing maniacs that want total chaos. They just believe that every person has the right their own, to their own self-determination. But as to what that also poses the question as to what, what kind of what kind of governance does a person who is an anarchist live under? Because even Alan Moore, who is a self-proclaimed anarchist, doesn't advocate for violence, but he does advocate for some some sense of administration, not leaders, but some or some form of organization. And I tend to agree with that. There should be some organization or some administration, but the kind that protects our rights rather than mandates them. And I think that's pretty reasonable. But again, most people aren't that rational. Most people don't contemplate these issues. They just want to go home. They just want to go to work, go home, relax, and just get on with their day. They don't have time to investigate a multitude of policies or issues that affect the bigger picture of their lives on an economic and societal level. The movie Vice by Adam McKay had a brilliant scene illustrating that, that following the wars in Iraq and, the, and Afghanistan post 9-11, a great amount of spending was put into those wars that it definitely crippled and put a big hit against the American economy. But, there are, but in addition to those wars, there are just a lot of issues outside that that Dick Cheney had a role in that they're too complicated to explain to a person within the span of just two and a half hours. And even the narrator of that scene, based, played by Jesse Plemons, says that we're working longer hours for lesser pay, that we have less time to focus on our, t our attention on these issues. Because if most people were aware of the kind of bullshit that really mandates their lives or affects their lives or even how, why their lives have been the way they have been for such a long period of time, I doubt they'd be very satisfied or even or even resilient or even willing to embrace the type of civility that allowed these very forces to manipulate and organize them in a way where they were just socially engineered to be complacent and compliant. So I look at the idea of the noble lie as a great I see it as a good debate a good debating point because it is an interesting idea worth exploring and debating because there are some positives and some negatives because I don't, I agree with Bustamante that most human beings can't necessarily ha handle the truth. They can't handle massive truths because they're either too complicated and as a result of, this, of approaching these forms of complications, they'll probably react in the most violent, aggressive, and even non-compliant fashion. Now, I'm not advocating for conformity or a complacency towards all sorts of abuses, but finding a middle ground in the noble lie is very difficult because at the end of the day, nobody likes being fucked over or acknowledging that they were fucked over for such a long time or being lied to that they were be essentially being treated like an idiot. So I guess that's just what my way of approaching it. I wouldn't say that this was a review for Men in Black because overall Men in Black is very fun, it's enjoyable, it's not 
a deep, deep film. I mean, it has its moments. It's rather clever. And I did love that bit where Tommy Lee Jones bashes the New York Times, that even in 97, they were, they were self-aware enough to realize, yeah, they, they sometimes get their shit right, but overall, they're just bullshit. And there is some, and that was very fun. But overall, do I think the movie was ahead of its time? Eh. Not in the same way that uh, Sidney Lumet's Network was, because that film pretty much predicted how media would turn into something inherently pornographic and sensationalist to the point where lies become truth and the truth becomes lies. So... Anyway, these are my thoughts on the idea of the noble, of Plato's noble lie within films like Men in Black, The Dark Knight. What other film did I mention? Ah, oh, shit. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Check out the sponsors of this podcast. Check out the Bitcoin buying links I left down below. And uh, if you ever want to reach out and discuss film on an episode of the podcast, feel free to reach out. My contact information, my socials are down below in the description. Anyway, enough of my babbling. Till next time.